Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 214. Unstoppable force meets immovable object. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host... Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. And we are setting up for a very dramatic time around this total lunar eclipse that will be seen all around the world on November the 8th, an important date here in the US. And like any eclipse, it will bring change. Something that's been hidden in the darkness, the lunar part of the eclipse, will suddenly come to light, or something that's been developing in the darkness will come to light. And why do I think this is going to be more dramatic than before? And this is indeed our second lunar eclipse this year. You may remember the one back in May when we had the Scorpio full moon going into eclipse. But this one is very dramatic because there are in the chart of that day, eight planets in what we call fixed signs. And fixed signs means that there is a lot of energy that doesn't want to move, but it's like two tectonic plates coming together and crashing, and something has to give. So we see this energy like an earthquake occurring, an earthquake that isn't just the banging together of two heads, but actually from that earthquake, something new is going to be born from the underworld, from the other world. Something's going to erupt. And that may be within our country, within our bodies, within the world, it may be the earth, but more important, it's, it's as if nothing can stop these forces that are wanting to come to the surface now. So the idea that we have the sun in Scorpio next to Mercury, so I talked about this before, and there is also the south node of the moon there. So Scorpio conjunct Mercury says, I want to tell you secrets from the darkness. I want to reveal something from the darkness. We need to speak about what's happening underground. So we're going to see a lot of that happening at this time. Opposite that is the moon and Uranus and the north node all in Taurus. Taurus is about the earth. It's about our bodies. It's about finances. So what may come to the surface in this tension between Scorpio and Taurus are things about hidden money, finances, things that have been going on under the surface. We know a lot happened around the vaccines, around the illness, information being forced to the surface so we can deal with it. But it's also seeing that both Scorpio and Taurus are feminine signs. And so this is a lot to do with the feminine rising up, both within men and women. We've just pass through Samhain or, or Halloween or whatever you wish to call it, but it's the time when Kalech, the great hat, 
the Irish Celtic hag comes to the surface and say, I'm taking control of the world now. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, she is the, the goddess of winter. She's the queen of winter. And she says, my turn now. You've been playing around in this summer, but now it's my turn. And interestingly, she, she moves from being this old woman in these months, the November, into the summer and the springtime virgin that is given birth to there at the beginning of May. So this sort of transformation or transfer of energy that's taking place at this time, I think is very significant to what's going on in the world. We're seeing lots of leadership battles and different issues happening out there, but it's, it feels that it's not just about same old, same old. Let's just put in place the same old people we've had before. This is about transformation. And I feel the feminine energy is leading it. The Taurus energy is very much the mother energy. She is the energy not of the bull, but the cow, as I always try and say about Taurus. She is a cow. Her many nipples of, of whether it's a sow or the cow, these were the symbols of the age of Taurus. And then Scorpio is, <clears throat> is the time of the hag, the crone. And these two are saying, we are going to take control of the earth now. We know what's needed. And of course, the moon is there. The moon, which is in Taurus at this time, at this full moon, she's a really important part of who we are. She is the rhythms of our being. And I recently watched a very good documentary that was talking about how we believe the earth was not always uh, orbited by the moon in the past. The satellite that we call the moon wasn't always there. And that possibly the moon was brought into <clears throat> our orbit in order to stabilize the earth, you know, millions and billions of years ago. But without the moon's stability, which affects our seasons, affects our tides, affects our emotions, affects the water within our system, we would be a very unstable earth. So we thank the moon for doing this. But on this day, when we have a lunar eclipse, and this is when the moon passes into the Earth's shadow, so we say it's not seen, we have that instability. So on the night between the 7th and 8th of November, there is a lot of instability. Things are happening. Things are changing. So whatever occurs on that day and beyond, it's because it's almost as if old energies are being shaken up and brought to the surface not always to take control, but to be seen, completed once and for all. So just going back to that document I was watching, it was fascinating to see that the moon itself, therefore, has this unique relationship with the earth. And it's, it's amazing that we've never seen the dark side of the moon. It's because of the moon's rotation and the, the orbit around the earth is, is, is exact. And at the same time, it's amazing that the size of the moon and the distance of it from the earth means that we can have a total solar eclipse. It just fits right over the sun from our perspective. This unity factor, as my husband describes it, 
is amazing. So if the moon was in fact placed in our orbit, it was done with great purpose and great importance to how humanity would move forward and every, every life force on this earth. And so here we are with this moon that is sacred to us, this feminine energy that moves our rhythms, moves our energy, playing into this Scorpio-Taurus energy, and of course playing into the Pluto-Capricorn energy, Pluto being the ruler of a Scorpio. So this transformation that's occurring is, as I say, unstoppable, irresistible if one wants to call it, and it will bring about change. And I feel that in the air. I feel that there's this force, not just in women, but in the earth herself. She is evolving. And she's saying, I'm not standing for all of this. I'm not waiting around for you humans to catch up. You're with me or you're not. You're either this unstoppable force or you're going to hold on to your old possessions and ideas, which are very much the, the energy of, we might say, Taurus. But as we move forward, we also need to look at something that's always a, been a little confusing for me, which is this square that is still present, Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus. Now, if you're not an astrologer, you might say, well, what's she talking about? Well, Saturn is seen as this authority figure, this, this structure, this restricting energy, this limiting energy, where Uranus is seen as revolution. Okay. So again, revolution meeting something that's stuck. But the odd thing is that Saturn is in Aquarius. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. So Saturn in Aquarius is supposed to be bringing us new ideas, new ways of doing things, but in a very Saturnal thing, way. So that says, my authority is telling you how we're going to be in the future. And we're seeing that. And how it's playing out is Uranus and Taurus. Uranus says, I'm going to revolutionize everything that is based in Taurian understanding, which is finance, body, nature, security. So this square that's been happening, and I've talked about before, and is actually coming to an end, thank goodness, is very um, juxtaposition. Because it's almost saying, which is the immovable force? Is it the authoritarian energy that says, this is where we're going to do it, even if it's a new way of doing things? Or is it the force that says, I'm going to hold on tight to everything, even though you think I'm changing, I'm really not? Now, without you getting too lost in there, I hope, I'm trying to say here is that I believe in nature. I believe in our biology. I believe in being organic. I believe in the, my love of nature, my love of my body, my love of God in everything, the divine in everything, the maternal understanding that God is within everything. And it is that God in everything that is fertilized by that lightning strike of spirit that brings it alive. That's, that's the purity of our understanding the sperm, the lightning strike, 
hits Mother Earth, who contains the potential for everything, and new growth is born. And that understanding that our beautiful planet Earth that has within it this vibratory energy, everything is alive, everything has a life force, everything is, is, can be created in many ways, must not be destroyed. We don't want things that look the same, even though you may go to the supermarket and say, where's I want my apples all looking the same or my oranges looking the same. That's not organic. That's someone who's manipulated how they think someone should, should look. It's like having the designer baby, the designer body, the designer planet. Well, let's just put a tree up. Now you just think it's a tree. No, there's something missing. It's not just that it doesn't have a life force. It isn't different. It isn't unique. If I go into a forest that I know is fully alive, like those in New Zealand, there is a life force. Every tree is different. Every, every, every branch, every plant is different. Even though you might say they come from similar species. But if I go into a forest, and again, I can think of New Zealand, where we're just growing pine trees and they all look the same, there's no life force. There is something about our ability to be created in diversity that makes us human, that makes us rich, that makes us fertile. The sameness actually doesn't do anything for us. And we are created from carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, oxygen, calcium, phosphorus. Our main creative tools, uh, energy, are those elements. And all I hear is people trying to tell us that we should reduce carbon, reduce nitrogen. Soon we'll be reducing hydrogen, oxygen. Someone who is telling me that the advances in nature involve the diminishing effect of these elements tells me that we are not advancing. We are actually going backwards. And so on this day, this day where we are looking for strong energies to come through, strong energies that love nature, love the body, love the diversity, love family, and love the way in which we can develop in unique ways, trusting that our body, our earth, actually is a living being that is organically evolving. I'm for those people. Those who limit me, limit my fuel supply, limit my financial supply, limit my freedom, they're the immovable force that will, object which will actually be dissolved over time. So finally, bringing it back to ourselves, what force within each of us is saying we will change? However much you hold on to those old ways, or you live in the past, or you want to hold on to those stories, do you remember very much fourth dimensional energy? What is it that we are holding on to so tightly that is causing us to break apart? Because that's what happens. What is it that needs to dissolve for us to evolve? 
What is the passion within your heart that wants to be heard? And what is the story that's being told that is non-existent? Passion comes from Mars in Gemini, which is now going retrograde. This is not about being aggressive or wanting to fight everybody or wanting to be angry. This is about what is the passion of your soul that needs to be heard. Maybe it will come out in an angry way. Maybe it will come out in a way that people were, whoa, where did that come from? But we've been told, especially as women, far too long, be calm, be nice, be peaceful. Nobody likes someone who's got a loud mouth. I'm saying, let that voice of the soul rise up, not just from the heart, but from the feminine place of power, which is the womb, the sacral chakra, men and women. Let us speak from our wombs and be heard. And let us not get confused by the Jupiter-Neptune energy in Pisces that wants to calm everything down, wants to fall asleep, tone it down, meditate, take some drugs, be nice, be loving. That's the false world that is actually causing us not to be real. Step away from our addictions, whether they're the internet, shopping, food. That's the place that we're being asked to quieten down and just get lost in those addictions. No, this is a time for thinking big. This is a time for feeling big. This is a time for being big. And whatever is in your heart and soul, bring that energy up from Mother Earth. Let her express it. Find your place and be that force that cannot be stopped because there is only one way forward, the way that brings the whole planet, the whole beingness of our planet together as we evolve together not separately, but together into the oneness of love, diversity, joy, and abundance. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. And please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the Archive Podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.